0: everybody, welcome back to our wonderful and exciting podcast uh I'm one of your hosts Scott joined along with two of my good buddies who are as follows
1: I'm Michael I am the wonderful Nick
0: Green I don't
2: have an adjective for myself tall is usually what I just tell people and that's good enough we
0: have we have a we have the tall Michael
2: not to be confused not to be confused with the other tall Michael Michael Jordan or Michael B Jordan who's also tall I'm the tall Michael yeah. <laughs>
0: That that he is. So yeah, welcome back. We're back now for what I'm right now calling like our season two of the podcast. Um, We've decided to come out of like our out of like our a long hiatus of sorts. Um, it's been about like two years since we actually last uh, recorded anything kind of meaningful and uh, publishable. Yeah, hiatus. Hiatus is a very nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: no, nothing much has happened since then, you know. So, you know, we had
0: to wait two years for content to pile up. I mean, that's a good way of putting it. You know, like, so much has happened within, like, the fun realm of, like, movies and games and comics and all the fun stuff out there. But then it'd be a bad way to put it,
2: because my joke was that nothing happened, and then you're just telling information that's completely separate to my joke.
1: Lots of of stuff happened, (laughs) so we're going to talk about it. I'm the antagonistic one.
0: (laughs) With, we're we're going to talk about it whether Michael likes it or not.
2: Well,
1: see, I don't know. Exactly. Or whether we like it or not. <laughs> well, I don't know. Which will probably be the more often one.
2: I, I assume I would like it because the first episode of this is going to be explaining the first episode of The Mandalorian to me. And I have thought of a number of Mandalorian puns to start us off with.
1: Is it, is it just the first episode? I thought we were just going to do the whole of The Mandalorian.
0: No, the, just the first season. Yeah, yeah, just season just, one, just first
1: season. Okay. okay, that's probably good because stu- we still have one episode left of season two.
0: Yeah, se- season two's still still going on, and also I feel like there's one or two big spoilers in there that we might want to avoid for right now with Michael. Well, yeah, yeah, just in my opinion, unless he's totally indifferent to spoilers right now. Uh,
2: for season one, it doesn't really matter. For season two, maybe. But first, okay first and foremost there's my puns there's my puns that i've that i've been sitting on the whole day so we got the nelson mandalorian um and then um the man the mandaborian and that's all i got
1: (laughs) great that's uh that's a good start good
0: start huh Uh,
1: okay well you like star wars right michael well you're gonna love this you're gonna love the mandalorian it's got all the star wars in it it's got blasters it's got nick we're gonna clarify
0: that it has all the good star wars you know what i'm talking about like like that good star wars you know so
1: it's specifically who who cares anymore (laughs) ever since disney got it it's all subjective nowadays you like star wars great that's what we're here to talk about. We'll you see. Know. Like my specific
2: uh, flavor of Star Wars is when it focuses on the on the space wizards with magic swords. So this is what it's all about, right?
1: Uh, no. Oh, uh, unfortunately, no. Yeah. That's a hard no. Oh no. Uh, it's about a bounty hunter, uh, the Mandalorian, the proverbial Mandalorian, uh, who basically we're watching a. Open world RPG take place, Okay. Uh, where the main character is going around completing quests and getting uh, like rewards for said quests, getting cool upgrades. Yeah, yeah, and, t- and
0: cool upgrades all along the way. Is
2: is Todd Howard involved?
0: Uh, un- uh, unfortunately, they no. they could not get Todd Howard um, because he was closing that big Skyrim deal with Microsoft. Um, um. That's too bad,
2: because if he showed up on on various episodes, each episode his voice would get higher pitched, because I always forget how high pitched his voice is. (laughs) <laughs> hello Mr. Mandalorian no that's not even a good Todd Howard oh my gosh I, I love his voice so much but I suddenly can't remember what he sounds like besides that, that the that was fact. more of
0: like a, a of a good Ron Howard maybe but
2: uh like besides the fact that he's like very squeaky voiced and a lot smaller than you think like whenever he's on stage like oh, you yeah. see a picture of him and you think oh he's like 5'10 5'9 and you see a picture of him he's like that is a hobbit
1: <laughs> that is a Tom Cruise <laughs> that's a Jawa To keep it uh, thematic.
2: Uh, Thank you, Nick. (laughs) I want you to buy my blaster.
0: This blaster has four times the ammo as the last blaster. So maybe to give a good little bit of fun background info about the inception and creation of the Mandalorian, um, this is actually, oddly enough, the brainchild of Jon Favreau's. Um, If you're familiar with his work on either uh, Swingers or uh, Chef. Isn't he the guy who directed the horrible Lion King remake? Uh, no. He directed the Jungle
1: Book remake. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I think he produced the Lion King. Maybe he also did a small indie film that kickstarted a nice uh, small uh, series of other indie films uh, called uh, Iron Man. Called the Iron Man. No, yeah, he did. He did the
2: Lion King remake. Did he? Yeah, John Favreau r- produced and directed by John Favreau. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: okay.
2: Well, I stand corrected. I mean, I'm not I'm not vouching against his work. I loved Iron Man 2. Iron Man
0: 1 and 3 were um in which if you're familiar with our previous episodes, you can see how he uh, totally ripped us off.
2: He did. Yes. Uh, yeah. Tom Cruise was in the running, but he was too small for the
0: suit. So we yeah. in. So, so old John Favreau comes along. And he's just like, well, hey, here's this tall former rehab actor dropout, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Well, he fits in there. He fits in the suit. We need someone who fits in the suit we pre made.
2: <laughs> we're, we're, we're selecting the cast base off of sides. Now, look, like, I'm not saying just because John Favreau directed it or con- conceived it, rather, that I'm against it. But I am just worried because
0: the last thing he did touch was the Lion King remake. Thankfully with that, though, it's, um, this show has less to do with, like, what are they called, like the D- Disney Imagineers. Um, mm-hmm. And this show is actually still in the hands of Industrial Light and Magic, if you're familiar with them. They're, they're the uh, original uh, Lucas Studio that did all yeah. of the visual effects for the, for the original Star Wars and, well, all of them since as well. Do they own that big chamber with all the lights? You know, the big, what, the big light
2: panel chamber where they filmed. Because I did see some behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm not like totally inept on the Mandalorian. Um, my area of expertise is more so um, all the Star Wars background stuff to give people an idea of what I'm up for. Like, if anyone, if anyone watched her previous pod, listened to our previous podcasts, and heard me bring up stuff about the Hulk, like the leader and Doc Samson, Abomination, General Ross. The Red Hulk, the Red she Hulk. See the Red she Hulk is interesting because I'm um, basically like that with all the expanded universe
1: stuff. So I'm not I'm not blind on the Mandalorian. So almost exclusively all of the stuff that Disney decanonized, Michael is your go to guy for.
2: And some canon. Yeah.
1: Um, and some canon. Yeah. One day anything with space wizards with magic swords.
2: W- one day I'll I'll get I'll convince the two of them to let me talk about the brown lightsaber. They they, they vetoed it during planning, but I'll get to it <laughs> one day. I'll get to talk about about the brown lightsaber.
1: <laughs> well, I think yes, we sh- we should get back to uh, the
0: um, actual plot of the show. Yeah. Actual, yeah. Yeah. Um so, so this is where I, I still wanted to bring up John Favreau, just because he actually did the majority of the writing for it as well. Um, uh, so, yeah, with us just reviewing kind of just season one today, he actually did uh, six out of the eight episodes. Right. Um, in which then there, there was uh, a fun pantheon of different directors uh, working yeah. on it um pantheon we got range. the pantheon of directors we got zeus we got
2: poseidon we're putting Hera on this episode
0: well we we actually do have for the um the finale of it it is actually directed by taika watiti
2: i legitimately thought you were going to say directed by the titans like the primordial <laughs> greek titans we're letting you out of your cage we can wreak havoc on the world no you will direct the final episode of the mandalorian
0: and they did it. Apparently, they did a good job. So, yeah, Nick, sh- shall we just kind of start from the beginning with it all? Yeah, episode one. Yep, so episode one, so this is, yeah, where we're more or less introduced to uh, ba- basically a man just called Mando. K- kind of obviously short for just Mandalorian, but and as far as... And long for man. Yeah. Does he his
1: name his real name gets revealed later right uh yes which i have it here it's not like right off the bat uh no
0: do you it's yeah his real name is like din jaren or something yeah um but the moniker he goes by is is just straight up mando though yeah
1: usually people just call him mando yeah or the mandalorian yeah yeah because nice uh strong intro episode yeah
0: my biggest thing that hooks me back in is that this is it's obviously linking back directly to the Mandalorian like culture and everything that was previously established in like some like the older canon. Yep,
1: in Clone Wars and all that. Yeah.
0: I want to say like pre-Republic as well or sometimes Yeah, I think I think it's it's pre-Republic.
1: Pre-Republic what do you mean?
0: Uh, I I think I'm, I'm messing up my Star Wars timeline because. Um, do you
2: mean do you mean post the Battle of Yavin? No, sorry, not even post the Battle of Yavin. Oh. Doesn't, doesn't this take place after even Episode Nine?
0: Sorry, the show itself is confirmed. It takes place post Episode Six. Okay. Yeah. So we we are uh, we're after the you know the the second and final Death Star has been blown to smithereens and everything. We're in, uh, the new Republic and everything.
2: Okay. okay what, I'll what, what,
0: what I'm talking about is the Mando in the Mandalorian. He is part of a sect of actual Mandalorians who were previously established to be like an old, old culture from like, before, like, the the Republic that was established in, like, the prequel tri- trilogy.
1: Okay. Right.
0: Yeah. If you're kind of thinking along the lines of, like, Boba Fett and everything, uh, they were kind of, like, those more, like, bounty hunter types. They, they were, like, the best of the best to be kind of, like, your your go-to, like, warriors and fighters and uh, marksmen outside of, like, resorting to, like, either Jedi or Smith or, or Sith. Why did I say Smith? Jedi are the
2: <laughs> No, the Smiths. Yeah. You know they're, they're 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 the third best bounty hunters you got behind yeah. behind the Mandalorians and the Jedi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got the two sides of the Force. You have Jeff and you have Smith. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yep. Yeah. Do they explain at, at all whether the species in one or
2: season two why the New Republic got rid of their military?
1: Uh, no, it's it's not really. Uh, the New Republic isn't really delved into.
2: Because they should really explain why. Um, I feel a rant coming. I'm sorry, but they should really explain why. Why they would do that when just like, you know, five minutes ago, an intergalactic empire was like shoving fists down their throat. So I think it'd be a real stupid idea to turn the military off.
0: Well. That's just me. <laughs> Michael, that actually makes for a great segue into talking about how we kind of get started along with with the mandalorian because within episode one mando gets contracted to restart the military (laughs) uh not quite he he, he's he's sent on a mission to recover a life form we'll call it for now it i think i think it's established that like he's, he's recovering an object or a life form um and who he finds out the contract is for is actually for some remnants of the old empire remnants of the old empire like palpatine's empire in the first episode uh
1: yes yes are are you i mean i don't i don't know how much we need to really tiptoe around this but like are you sure you're not meaning remnants of the
0: jedi order is that what you're talking about nope In 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 episode one it's like episode one or episode two he gets contracted i mean he is initially going through his guild right which is kind of agnostic between like both the republic public and the empire they just kind of just take on work and do as they do yeah the bounty hunter guild
2: i don't oh yeah. i remember what yes.
0: this is now i, I okay. don't
2: know if agnostic right right right, right. this isn't i think more so neutral works because agnostic means like we feel a government does exist but we are not quite sure which one does
0: you know we don't want to decide i mean, one or the other that that that's the whole thing with like the bounty hunter guild is that like yeah they they always acknowledge that there is a government of sorts in place it just mm-hmm. doesn't. They, they they will just adapt to what, whichever one it is, um. It, 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 especially for the guilds that operate out on like the the outer rims as well.
2: Mm-hmm. How many how many planets do they go to? Because that's one thing that's always bugged me about Star Wars is um, how many life supporting vast planets there are. Like, do we go to tons, or are we kind of situated
1: in the whole of the season? I think it's pretty limited. There's eight episodes, and I feel like... I mean... Maybe, like, eight? Based off my memory, yeah, it's maybe... I would say even less than yeah. that. I would say, like, four yeah, or five. You, yeah,
0: you're right. Just because um, m- more if than not, he's going to or revisiting certain planets in, like, different locales on there. In, in which, as well, like, for the entirety of the show, like, he, he, he never goes to, like, the inner, inner rim of the galaxy. Like, he's pretty much always on, like, the outer rim... And I think maybe in like the latest season, he's like in in the middle rim for a bit, or the mid rim.
2: Uh they don't go near with big cities with expensive backgrounds.
0: No, uh, <laughs> like they get talked about in passing. So I think at some points, like they'll talk about Coruscant or like Alderaan or um, some some other places. But for the most part, yeah, like we're we're sometimes heading back to Tatooine once or twice. Um,
2: I, well, I thought Alderaan was older gone.
0: Oh, it is. I mean, that 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 that's the reference with it. It's just like
2: <laughs> cool cool reference, bro. Remember that genocide?
0: <laughs> well, Alderon did used to be like a political powerhouse within like the Republic. But then the
2: Empire
1: was like done.
0: <laughs> done by Yeah, they pre- they keep it pretty uh
1: like pretty um simple and like Centralized, which is great, which is one of the like great things about this show is that it's all very focused and everything is like there for a reason. Yeah. They're not just like throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Like, like, like,
0: like they're, they're not going to Tatooine just because like we need to have a Tatooine thing. It's just like, no, it's because these guys are like, you know, they, they work for like the huts or something, or they worked for the huts and like, they have like an old base there. Oh, interesting thing yeah. about Jabba
2: the Hutt's base in um, freaking what's it again? in the expanded universe? There was basically it was a it was a cult of people who lived there, like monks who um spent their entire lives uh, preparing for a time where they could transfer basically their brains into jars that would just stay stable, but they'd live forever. Yeah. Um, and they were they were peaceable people and for a long time they didn't want any, any interact like didn't cause any trouble Job of the Hutt came over and he's like I want this place like yeah sure have have our temple just don't bother us and he was like sounds reasonable so he just left them to their devices but obviously having a crime lord over your head for 200 years a bunch of them like got a little bit corrupted and um, when Jabba died, a bunch of people came over, sort of causing trouble at the temple, and the monks got pretty angry because, like, you know, now, they're, now they have the experience of crime, so they're no longer, like, peaceable monks. So um, they, like, launched a counter-strike, took all the people that attacked them, and put their brains in jars, but because they hadn't, like, meditated about it and closed themselves off for, like, centuries at a time, they basically were left to suffer beneath Jabba's palace as brains in
0: jars for the rest oh, of eternity. Fun lore. Wow, that 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 sounds like the opposite of Futurama, where it's just like when you're when you're like a head or a brain in a jar, you could still still be you. This sounds like just you're just oh, yeah, literally no. a brain in a jar, yeah, suffering. You, was, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> anyways, ju- jumping back to how M- Mando kind of gets everything rolling. So he's contracted out by his guild. The contract is for an old sect of Palpatine's Empire. And mm-hmm. it's to go retrieve what we're just going to call the child for now, in which he goes like on a fun, blasting adventure with a... Um, uh, what kind of droid is it? It's a... And I, well, I don't know I, I, what, the name, but it's IG-88
1: IG for anyone who knows who that is. Yeah. I don't know if that's the oh. specific droid's
0: name, uh, but... Um, uh, the, 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 the droid designation is IG, and this one is specifically eleven. Um, ah, in, right. in which IG fun fact about that one is that that droid is actually played by Taika Waititi himself as well. Yeah, he gets to play. Uh, oh, it's one of the fun... assassin
2: droids. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 Not 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 one of the AK models, but one of the IG ones.
2: Is it is it the same assassin model that that Darth Vader tried to hire as a bounty hunter, or
1: is this in uh, Episode Five? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. That's yeah. Because IG-88 is from Empire, and that's how I know that.
2: But this one's IG-11, so... It's yeah, a, this is IG-11, so... It, exactly. It's a different but, same but different. It's the yeah. same model, oh. but it's a different character. It's like, I'm trying to find it as yes. the same character.
1: No. Not the same character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Taiko Waititi didn't voice IG-88,
0: if that's what you're wondering. He Yeah, he just did, like, the mocap stuff. In episode 5? <laughs> Yes, in Episode in, 5. In Episode 5, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, he, he he didn't do anything for, for Episode 5.
2: Are we sure? Can he, we he, ask him? Can yeah. we get Taika on the horn?
0: <laughs> Let me tweet him, and I've been blocked. Okay, cool. On. Perfect. Taika. <laughs> Taika. Welcome to the club. Taika Waititi, did you direct Episode 5? Okay, so they go on the big blasting adventure, and then they pick up a... F- fun floating cube and inside of it what is it nick
1: it's the
2: child it's the child that's that's not where babies come from
1: the child is what fans have been calling baby yoda
0: baby yoda yeah which i'm pretty sure at this point everybody on planet earth has heard of and knows of yes
2: we sell backpacks of them at walmart
1: it is the cutest non-living uh puppet thing wait what are you implying it's the cutest uh fictional uh character in all of human history no you've
2: you've worried me now you've worried me now because you specified non-living puppets so what are you telling me
1: I'm telling you, my brain is half working yeah. currently, so now, words are going to just kind of spill out while I try and form some sort of semblance of
0: thought. That's fine. We'll we'll pick, while well, you pick up the pieces, I'll help fill in. Now, Great. here is, the bigger question is like, well, does, how, how does he stack up against, you know, baby Groot?
1: Uh, no, it's no question. Baby Yoda all the way.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: We got. Like, absolutely no question. He is, I would die for this child.
0: Okay, wow.
2: No, for the child
1: yeah
0: in which, for the child yeah. in which i would actually tend to agree with with nick um there is like way more to baby yoda than there ever was to baby groot because basically essentially all baby groot was was just like cool it's just groot in like yeah just just little tiny form it's eventually going to grow back up well which, that and uh as long
1: as we're comparing baby Groot, it's just like a tree. It's like it's just a tree. You can only get so cute with with a fat. tree.
0: Yeah, yeah. It can only give you so much wood. Whoa.
1: It, oh. Okay. Nope. <laughs> well, we're talking about babies here, Scott. I don't know if we need to bring that into the oh, mix.
0: We really don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised at how um much. Baby Yoda
0: is in the show. Oh, yeah, because basically going forward after this, he is the second most prominent character. Yeah,
1: and not just because he's a cute uh, baby creature that they can uh, like market and sell. But because... They actually didn't plan any marketing for this uh, character, which is hilarious because everyone actually wanted... Uh, Baby Yoda, anything pretty much. Yeah, But they had no plans for it, so they kind of missed the mark on that one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure by now they have recovered that in full. Oh, absolutely. And they caught up. Yeah. Anyways, cuteness aside, he uh, is in the show way more than I uh, anticipated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to be uh, like a one episode thing, because the thing is with this show, uh, it's very serialized, so it's very, yeah. each episode is very self-contained, for the most part. Yes. Uh, for better or for worse. Uh, there's some, like, uh, nitpicky writing stuff we could get into.
2: For a second, for a second, I thought you were gonna say Baby Otis in the show way more than I am. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd say so.
1: Huh. Season two, that changes. I, I, uh, am his understudy, so. Yeah.
2: What do you mean? You'll like, get to look you... forward to that. Do you just like peek it like peek behind like one of the light panels in the background like and just like point in like is it my turn is it my
0: turn now actually interestingly enough uh nick is every (laughs) stormtrooper
1: yeah yeah it took a lot of time to overlay all of those shots with the so big much. battle sequences, but uh, we got it done. So yeah.
2: behind the scenes, there's a conversation between two stormtroopers. Like, you say one line, then you rush over to the other yeah. spot, and then you say the other, and you rush back to the other
0: Well, like, that, exactly. that, that was the thing. Like, I'm, like weirdly enough, this like for the season two, they could only afford just, like, one stormtrooper costume. And it okay. just so happened to be exactly Nick's size, so...
2: Again, we bring it back. We needed one actor that could fit the Iron Man suit, and we need one actor that can fit the Stormtrooper suit. That's how Hollywood functions. It's all the costume department decides the costume, and then directors have to pick their have to pick like people based off of who fits in it. Shout out to costuming. That's why Tom Cruise gets so many yeah. roles because like you can just like cut down on the costuming, like you just just adjust it for him, just make it smaller. They need to make sure though that his hair and makeup is on point. That's why he didn't get the Iron Man suit. They could have made it smaller, but he was like, "No, they'll keep hiding my hair," and
0: his face. That's why Tom
2: Cruise isn't the Mandalorian.
1: That's why, yeah,
0: that's why. That is the the singular reason. Oh, Michael, putting us on the spot. Uh <laughs> let's let's pivot from the Mandalorian.
2: Let's just let's just list Tom <laughs> Cruise movies from worst to best. <laughs>
1: hold on hold on uh are we forgetting the action spy series that relies almost solely on masks but
2: wasn't that just tom cruise with a dingy mask and then they pretended it was tom cruise playing other people but it was just other people playing themselves and sometimes tom cruise's voice would be layered over them it wasn't actually tom cruise in a mask
1: I think that's a strong contender uh, as the Mission Impossible series. It technically qualifies as t- Tom Cruise in a mask.
2: I wish, Nick, you had it name-dropped the Mission Impossible. So people listening would just be like, what are they talking about? Just wondering yeah. what famous series they're talking about with Tom in Cruise in masks. Because masks of- yeah.
0: <laughs> like the, the, the only other example I could think of is in Tropic Thunder, where he just has like just some just prosthetic makeup, stuff yeah, on his face, and
1: all that.
0: yeah,
2: and, and a pregnancy belly. Yep. You do not fuck with me.
0: <laughs> Love it. Okay. Shall we get this back to some more bander okay, recapping? But, okay. Or... So
2: I think I think a fast I think a better way might be um. So if it's very serialized, then what's the overarching plot? Rather than going episode by episode, what's like the overarching plot? Like, is he taking? Is he taking the baby somewhere that, it, that it's safe? Or he more or less? Did he kidnap the baby?
1: Do you want an answer? <laughs> in a way.
2: No, I have more. Do you just keep I have asking more questions? Anthropo- of nothing <laughs> Just keep just keep guessing. Nick, how will I die?
1: <laughs> Tom Cruise is in the answer. Funny enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise won't kill. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's he's in fifty-four of the different answers as to how Michael will die. Yep. So.
2: I mean, he could do it. Have you seen how often he goes... What's it again? Like, with the wires on your back. Like, goes, goes down on wires. He must be very good at it by now. So there's no specific low enough point on Earth that could be that he could not propel down from with wires and get to me. I mean, he doesn't even need wires anymore, man. He I just, could be... He just does it. I could be in a submersible in the Mariana Trench, and then you just hear outside... And there comes Tom Cruise on wires... Holding holding his own in a diving suit, and he's there to take me out. So I'm, I'm comfortable that Tom Cruise isn't the answer.
0: But then it actually isn't him. It's actually one of, like, his cooperatives wearing a mask of him. <laughs> because he's actually already behind you, snapping your neck.
2: Is the mask over, like, the helmet of the diving suit? So it's, yes. like, stretched?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: of the
1: mandalorian <laughs> the overarching <laughs> plot of the mandalorian is...
0: yeah it, it, it is that the mando becomes a single dad okay yeah so in, instead of turning the kid over to uh, the Empire, the empire he detects that like oh hey what the heck is going on why are they wanting this kid uh just because like at this time mando doesn't even know anything like about the force or anything this this is where like that kind of bit of a hot topic where it's just like yeah no for a galaxy as old as it is and as well known as like jedi and sith and force are how is it that like nobody knows anything about them um kind of, I don't sort of know. comes up
2: like there's there's issues there for sure yeah. but like the whole the, i think it stems from han's line in episode four where he's like, he calls the Force hokey religions and yeah. mystics. And part of like, because remember, that was 30 years in between the last time the Jedi and Sith are there. And then you have, like, and then, like, all the Force users, the main Force users, get scrunched down to three people who don't make a lot of public appearances. And then two of them die. And so you just got Luke and his very burgeoning Jedi Order, his new one that he's making. So it's not, I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility that um that a lot of people don't know about the force because it's been like 30 40 years since since like the jedi around and you got empire propaganda being like the force ain't real people moving stuff with their minds what are you
0: gonna say next
2: that we have laser swords
0: (laughs) uh i I would say especially like in the outer rim as well like Mm -hmm. a, a lot of like the um uh jedi and sith uh order stuff has always kind of more so occurred in like the uh the inner rim of the galaxy except for dathomir but no one goes there because it's a fucking hell <laughs> i want a postcard
2: from dathomir that's like a picture of like a hell pit that just says wishes you were here
0: <laughs> with like a little palm tree on the front as well
2: oh yeah that's there's, like on fire. a single a single palm tree in the shot the only palm tree on dathomir that's on fire it's like wishes yeah. you were here <laughs>
0: So th- th- that's where actually like in, in uh, I do believe it is in episode two, they actually do demonstrate that Baby Yoda does in fact have force powers and it's absolutely mystified the Mandalorian himself. Yeah, and he kind of gets
1: a better idea as to why they're uh, like after the child a little bit. Not much because obviously he still is kind of in the dark on like all of the force stories and stuff.
2: I don't know that just like makes me this makes me think of a scene where the mandalorian's looking at a magician like what how is he it makes a coin disappear
0: <gasps> what the how do that? how did you do that <laughs> well uh it's a little bit more intense than that um
2: okay, but, well, but... i thought the first thing cuz i've seen a little snippets but, of the show i thought the first use of the force was like he just moves a cup or something no. oh uh, nope he's does he move does he move his heart is that his first use of the force? <laughs>
1: nope. That's his final use of the force, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> the real force is the friends they made along the way. <laughs>
0: <coughs> uh isn't that always right? I mean, that's basically episode four. Yes. Of
2: of of the show. Of the show or of the moon? Chapter four. See, this is where it's going to be... This is going to oh. be a problem here, is if we just, like, <laughs> so in I, episode I seven. Well, technically, like, yeah, we yeah.
1: actually should be using the proper naming. They've been calling them chapters in the oh, show. Oh, chapters, yes. So, you,
0: you, you're, you're, you're right, Nick. We should be referring to them that way. Yeah,
1: but in chapter four, it's very... It has a lot of lighthearted stuff. Um, but, yeah, yeah, basically, the overarching... Uh, plot is mando uh keeps baby yoda away from the empire and takes him on adventures the entire time basically
0: in which do we want to play around with a couple more of those middle chapters or skip right well uh, do you what uh, what other
1: questions do you have michael
2: um i i'm thinking if I'm thinking I think that means there's no questions right now but like I'm guessing like what are like the overall highlights like what are like what are like the big moments because I feel it's fair to do some spoilers for
0: for like a year old season Uh, let's do big moments before the end of season one Um, which uh, he meets the one uh, Republic commando the Uh, what's her name Hold on, hold on. So like the Republic commandos are
2: back. Like or is this like one from two hundred years ago, from the age of the old republic?
0: It it's one that's from the uh, rebellion.
1: Okay,
2: of the like, original so, so
0: trilogy. it's a, So it's a, so it's a new republic commando.
1: Yes. Okay. Or was it just a rebel Sorry.
0: commando? She was technically a rebel shock trooper. Right.
1: Okay. Cara, Cara Dune.
0: I thought shock troopers were specific to the empire. I, I I think that's where Commando is a little bit more on point like a heavy commando as well. So she's fat.
1: Well, no, she Well, you've uh, have you seen Deadpool? Yeah. <laughs> Deadpool's fat. No. I I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. No, I uh Jean, Okay, let's list off actors. Gina for Carano um... who played uh the like Uh, First mate, basically. I don't know what to. But a super strong woman in Deadpool, the first one. Oh, okay. The one who fights Colossus. She. I think her name is just Tank. Oh,
0: yeah. She Um, plays
1: Kara Dune, who is the. Oh, that rebel her. Yeah. So she's like. She's she's big big, and muscly.
0: But she's like. She's muscle. That's all she is. So. uh, Neat. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Played by Gina Carano, who. I did not realize she actually is a um This could go a lot of ways, oh, she, Scott. She is. She is involved in Muay Thai.
1: Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
0: Like and does like mma stuff like,
2: like do you mean like as a hobby okay i was gonna ask like i was when you say involved in muay thai yeah. like did you mean like professionally or do you mean like as a hobby like because one of those is a lot less surprising than the other
0: yeah sorry yeah she's she's trained in muay thai and she competed like in actual mma stuff prior to getting into like acting and everything what kind of kind of like the rock route with stuff doing so like
2: what's what's important about the fact that he met her like like i'm glad i'm glad there's a segment here where it shows the republic had a military for a bit that they didn't just like yeah end the war and be like eh, turn off the military yeah.
0: so we bring her up just because she does become a key character she actually becomes a, a, a friend of the mando who is like mandalorians outside of like their clan are like very solitary people so for him to, like, actually make a friend along, along the way to help him out with uh, <laughs> protecting the kid as well. She's,
2: she's the friends you made along the way. Exactly. Yep, there's, yeah. there's a couple of those.
0: Well, that, that also leads to my favorite other one, who was actually first established in uh, the first episode. Uh, character uh, Grief Karga, as played by Carl Weathers. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, Carl Weathers is... It's hard to go wrong right? with him. A little bit of Apollo in there. Apollo Creed in the Mando.
0: We got a little uh, uh, Carl Weathers as Carl Weathers in uh, Arrested Development. Do we have a little bit of Monica on my side? <laughs> <laughs> that's in season two.
2: I would, I would do more of Mambo number five, but I can't remember the, list, the rest of the list. Oh, I, 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 I was going to say
0: it's a little bit more Monica Lewinsky, but it's a little bit more, you know, just on the down low than on the side.
2: That's, more, that's too old a reference for me
0: apparently wow that was like what circa 1998 or something scott is an 800 year old vampire yeah i guess you guys were like only two back then or something but that's kind of it for just kind of like some of the other kind of like established characters done throughout the series that help him along the way
1: yeah you get some you get some <sighs> bill burr in yes. uh, chapter six Love, i
0: uh, so i am like 100 biased about Bill Burr, which is why I like. Who
2: is Bill Burr again? Like, I'm I'm having trouble.
0: Yeah. No, no, he's I know a he's a comedian. comedian but, like,
2: what has he played in? Like.
0: Like what? What? No, no. Like what character? is? Like what else? might I know him from? Because I know the name, <clears throat> and I know he's a comedian. I just like. So.
1: He was in uh, Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah, like for, for, okay. for like his kind of like on-screen stuff outside of like his comedy specials, he just like really picks and chooses what he wants to do. Um. Yeah, let me see if I can find like anything else he's in, cause he was on. He was in Date Night with
1: Steve Carell and Tina Fey. He was in.
0: Oh, how about how about the big oh, one? Sorry. Uh, how about F is for Family?
1: Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen
2: it either. Uh, that. I okay. do I do recognize him. I googled him. I recognize the face. Like...
0: Yeah. No. He 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 dips his toe in. In which actually, I was really happy with uh, last week's season two episode where he make made a fun return there um, where he is a bit of a, like a, a gun for hire that um, does a odd job with um, Mandalorian and another kind of team of uh, guns for hire as well the A-team
2: yeah, hunters. dude if we just got the A-team apropos of nothing then yeah I'd watch this show I'd watch this show
0: Okay, like, the original A-Team, though, or, like, Liam yeah. Neeson's A-Team? No, the
2: original A-Team, where they're okay. all, like, 80 and probably most of them are dead. <laughs> you are well, mostly correct. Well, just bring their tombstones along, you know. You can still use the van. Just the... Bull Burr in the A-Team van on the Mandalorian.
0: It probably runs better than Mando's ship. Does he... Oh, so he has his
2: sucky
1: yeah. ship? Yeah. I mean, no, he has a cool ship. It's called the Razor Crest. Uh, uh, He also has a lot of really cool gadgets that we get to see. And it varies a lot each episode, which is really great. Does he,
2: like, take out a watch that, like,
0: reveals, like, a garrote wire and then the James Bond theme plays? Uh, no, but... Eventually, he does get mini homing missiles. Oh, I see. Yeah. I
2: thought I thought all Mandalorians got yeah. that on the jetpack, but they just lean forward. And...
0: Uh, so so that's just like a a main one. Um, so no. so so that's actually where, what was it like Nick's one first assessment of it being like an open world RPG where he upgrades his armor and everything? That's more or less true. Yeah, it's not a real RPG
2: until he, no. the camera looks at him and he's in his full suit. Pans away to someone else. Pans back to him, except now he's wearing the helmet and a sundress.
1: Then it's a real RPG.
0: <laughs> and there's there's a horse on the roof somewhere.
1: Yeah, there's there's a nice steady progression through you each can, of the chapters. You can try and force where he this. Nick. Acquires like you a new piece of gear. You can try and force this back
0: on track, Nick. But I
2: won't let you. <laughs> okay, well, sticking with actual plots, yeah. like, so Carweathers gets the dark saber, I know that. Why is that important?
1: No, 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 no. That's, that's with, not it. Carl Weathers doesn't get the, the Darksaber?
0: No. No.
1: Giancarlo Esposito gets the Darksaber.
0: Dun-dun-dun.
1: He plays uh, Moff Gideon, the big bad, who is introduced in Chapter yep. 7 and then comes back in Chapter 8. Chapter 7 and 8 are kind of a joint episode. Um, but yeah, he gets introduced. He is yep. wonderful, as always. Um, and then, yeah, we get that little tease at the end of uh, season one where he okay, has I, the Darksaber. I know the
2: history of the Darksaber, but why is it important that he specifically has it? Because it's not even, like, to my knowledge, he's not even, like, wait, sorry, what was his name again? Like, what was his... Moff Gideon. No, 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 the, the Mandalorian's real name.
1: Uh, Din Djarin.
2: Okay, but, okay, is that connected to the House of Ren? Because I know, I know the House of Ren is oh, the owners no. of the Darksaber. So like, yeah, like, why is that pivotal to his character?
1: It's... Not pivotal yet. It's just, it was just yeah. kind oh, okay. of a and cool reveal. It, 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 it's not
0: the man the who has the Darksaber, it's Moff Gideon who has it. No, I know, I know Moff Gideon okay, has it, but sorry. like,
2: I thought it was like a big story beat because I saw everyone was going nuts over it, so I thought, okay, so like, there's a specific reason. No. So like, it's just a big Easter egg, basically?
1: Yes. Uh, pretty much. It's literally like, if we want to get super into it, it's literally like a 10 second clip, not even at the oh, very end yeah, of the Yeah, where like,
0: he, um, He's in a ship that's been like messed up and everything, and he cuts it, cuts his way out use, using it. Okay, and that's so. Not
2: it. So, like, does yeah. this confirm that Sabine Wren from Rebels is dead then, or like at least lost the saber?
0: Uh, yes. Just because what this show is doing, especially with season two. Is confirming that the one Clone Wars animation, and I do believe it is Rebels as well, are like full on canon.
2: Oh, I thought that was that was a thing for a while with all like the expansion. Oh yeah, because they because even in uh, Rogue One, they taught they used the they dropped the name of the Rebels pilot. I forget her name. Yeah, I hope I hope Zeb's dead. I didn't like Zeb. He was a waste of a character. The big the big Yeti monkey guy. I didn't like him. So I guess that's kind of it for our recap. So, so I'm just I'm just trying to figure out. So then <laughs> yeah. the plot of The Mandalorian is basically he's trying to keep a baby to himself, and everyone wants the baby.
1: Yep. Yeah, pretty what much. He? He's trying to keep Baby Yoda safe. Everyone wants Baby Yoda, and hijinks ensue.
0: So so M- Mando actually does have a clan of like Mandalorians that he belongs to and will sometime like sometimes talk with and actually get the gear from. In which the one leader of his clan. Um, Assigns him the tasks of reuniting Baby Yoda with his kind, not not like his actual alien species, but just that of the Jedi. Oh, I see. Yes, which is then the launching point of uh, season two, but that will be for another podcast.
2: Maybe me. Um, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think. Okay, so like, given you said it was a review, how how did you guys find season one? Just like. Give your opinions on it in a non-like explain it to my explain it
0: to Michael way. As somebody who initially kind of grew up with just like the original trilogy, the Ewok um, show. Yes, Michael. <laughs> I myself was a big fan of this just because it was kind of getting back into that um, weird like like space like cultures. I'm totally butcher- but butchering this, and I'm going to cut this okay. out. Maybe Nick, if you want to go.
1: Well, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, There wasn't... There were, like, some lulls, but the lulls were still, like, super high.
2: You said that there were, like, nitpick episodes. Like, there were episodes that... Like, you said, for better or for worse, that it was serialized, and you said there were, like, some stingy writing points that you didn't like because it was serialized.
1: It's... it not... I didn't fully dislike. It's just... It was more of an acknowledgement that they were there. And like whether you like that tor- that sort of writing is kind- it's a little more subjective i would say but like it's it just basically the fact of the fact that like each chapter is very self-contained and they seem to kind of have this pattern for each chapter where it's like mandalorian has this task he is trying to complete this task he gets Sidetracked by uh, this new character we meet, or this character we've met before, he has to help them complete their task in order for them to help him continue on his task. And there's kind of that pattern there in a few episodes, so it gets a little samey. You can argue, but it's it's still fun, uh, like self-contained adventures. Yeah. Um, so if you like, if you just go in knowing that and just try to make the most out of each episode with uh, the knowledge of the fact that like you'll still have that uh, overarching yeah. through line. I think it's still perfectly enjoyable. Uh, I,
0: I think, I think the other real benefit with it as well is that it's not like they're doing like the traditional like cable TV of it where it's, where it's like 20 episodes of it. No, it's just, it's just, exactly. it's just, it's eight short little chapters each one of them is just like yeah like it, it's that's that self-contained stuff kind of like outside of like your opening like first two chapters and last two chapters where it's just mm-hmm. like hey we're, we're, we're gonna have like a bit of like a larger kind of plot still still within the mythos of Star Wars yeah I I, I guess okay yeah so so then th- this this is then where um I'm gonna say why I I like it so much is that it's it's getting back to like just the myth- mythos that is the galaxy of Star wars. And like doesn't have to do anything with like the myth mythos of like the Skywalkers or anything like that. I
2: can appreciate that. I do like I do like learning about special sects. I I am stingy oh, yeah. on it. I know I'll watch it one day when it's all out. Like all, the whole series on Disney Plus, and then I can I can do my do and watch it all yeah. in one go. But I am I am just stingy on it because I really do like it when they explore the jedi and sith side of things more just because that that really just i feel screams to the setting where it's like where it's about the force and this mi- half mystical half telekinetic power and their laser swords like yeah. as i said we're just with laser swords but this does seem interesting my main question then is like is there a heist episode because this feels like something where there Ooh. should be a heist episode
0: so uh i think funny enough uh Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that is the Bill Burr episode. Yes. That is the Bill Burr episode.
2: Yeah. Because nice. my favorite episodes from my favorite series were definitely um, from the Justice League Unlimited when the bad guys broke into... When they had their version of the Suicide Squad break into the Watchtower. And uh, from Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and the Bounty Hunters broke into the Jedi Temple. Like That's always fun. When you get to see dubious people brick into yeah. things and, and take some yeah
1: there's definitely oh, yeah. uh they've got there like not like the genre but like those specific episodes you see in tv or like movies where it, you'll get the prison break episode or you'll get the uh defending the town from the big bad uh episode
0: nick, nick if you will the uh tv trope. tv tropes thank you that's what i'm trying to say
2: this galaxy ain't big enough for the two of us,
0: yeah uh they've got those those tropes in there, but they use them well and they they, they use them well, and like it makes sense for like the characters exactly. people are hiring like bounty hunters to do like high stuff like they, they 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 are looking after and seeking some some kind of like small bit of power that they can within the galaxy, so there's going to be higher stakes to it, you know it's not like they're hiring uh the Mandalorian to go and steal some lunch for them.
2: Yeah, and the but Tom Cruise doesn't appear.
1: Unfortunately, no.
0: I mean, as far as we know,
1: he uh, he does play every stormtrooper in The Mandalorian though. I in season one. that was one. season one. Season one. Nick yeah. is season two. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to take over the mantle from him. <laughs> Literally. Uh, the, one other thing I will say in terms of like the enjoyment factor and how good the show is is. The production level is there. Disney's throwing money oh, at this thing, yeah. so there is no doubt uh, for how good it looks. Yes. I, I
2: like the uh, it looks. I like the image of
0: Bob fantastic. Iger
2: off to the side throwing wads of money. Make it,
0: <laughs> make it, make it. Uh, even though he has like nothing to do with it, he's the only Disney CEO I know. He's the only Disney CEO I know. I mean, there is uh, the wonderful Kathleen Kennedy as well i've heard her name i don't know her
1: well she's in charge of star wars essentially
2: was she responsible for episode five sorry no episode episode
1: eight yes i don't like her Uh, she was she was partly involved yes
2: i don't like anyone who was involved with it i'm sorry mark hamill i don't like you anymore (laughs) (laughs) I, i think as best we can we're gonna stay away from the sequel trilogy I mean, like I did a full rant. Well, that wasn't even a full rant. I
0: have so many rants ready to go.
1: <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. Yeah.
0: I, I I will say this: I I so much more so like the Mandalorian than I do the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I mean, episode seven
2: does not bug me. Episode eight makes me mad. Episode 9 makes me disappointed, except for the one... Except for Ian McKellen bits. Ian, <laughs> sorry, Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott. Ian McKellen Ian McK- plays
1: every stormtrooper in episode <laughs> <Ian nine>. Mac-
2: <laughs> That's why they're so slow. Yeah. Uh, Ian McDermott's bits, especially the bits where he raised his hands and dub the entire room with lightning. That was very good. Um, and I also had him re- redo all of his meme lines which is great. <laughs> I really would have liked the scene where Emperor Palpatine is on the floor, and all the Sith are whispering <laughs> positive comments to him, <laughs> and getting him to stand up for round two. Oh.
0: Balance the
2: force, Palpatine. Oh, <laughs> Got Darth Maul in there, just
0: like, come on, boss, you can do it. <laughs> oh, but like, is he technically dead? Uh, I guess, actually, yeah, he is technically dead by then. Yeah, he's
2: dead. He got he got dice deed. Um, Asajj Ventress didn't show up on
0: on the on the Jedi side, so she must have been over on the Sith corner. I don't know who that is.
1: Asajj Ventress? You got to watch the Clone Wars.
0: Nope. I yeah, like that that that's unfortunately my big blind spot is I've I've not watched Clone Wars or Rebels at all.
1: Well, maybe that can be a future episode. Bam.
0: I can't explain the whole Clone Wars to Scott because I haven't seen all
1: of it. I have to still watch the new se- the new season. It can still be a potential episode or chapter whatever the hell you want to call our stuff
0: okay uh i think with that then boys uh that's all we're gonna kind of gab about for uh the mandalorian today here uh it's an incredible show uh exclusive still to disney plus unless uh you're like some of the scum of the galaxy, and like to pirate your way around as well.
1: yeah we're not advocating for that or anything, but also Disney's got lots of money. So, so
0: Disney, if you want to sponsor this
2: episode where I, where I specifically shat on the things you made, and also John, John Favreau a little bit, but mostly Tom Cruise and his and his decision to wear masks, <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, because like I don't, th- I, I think it's fine that I shat on Tom Cruise. I don't think
1: Disney cares if I shoot on Tom Cruise. <laughs> That is a soundbite if I ever heard one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, that's gonna do it for me. Uh, My name's Scott. I'm Michael. I think. I'm Mike. uh, I'm not Michael. I'm Nick. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, (laughs) everybody. We uh, hope you'll tune in again. (sighs) I want to stop recording.
2: Oh my god. (laughs)